and welcome to Women's Tennis Talk with me, Sue Thurl, and with you, Sophie Amyang. And guess what, Sophie? Yes, we are. We are in the same place. Excellent. This never happens, and uh, we made the most of it last night with one of your famous cheese and wine evenings, which went on long into the next day. <laughs> well, yeah, but we it was did, excellent. Yeah, we did have fun, and you know, we, you know, French woman loves her cheese, loves her wine. So, but it was fun, and it's so much fun to be right here with you. I know. We are in London, and uh, it's actually beautiful outside, which is a plus. Nice sunshine. We've been waking up with uh, Belle, you know, on the a Sunday bell's morning. Bell's ringing on a Sunday morning. It's been very Fabulous. lovely. Um, now, you've been over here, I know, commentating on Doha. We have lots and lots to catch up on. Um, I've been away on my travels as well to Dubai. More on that in a second. But we're just going to start, aren't we, so with a, a little reflect on some of the results and the performances in the last month or so since the end of the Australian Open, uh, starting with Newport Beach and Madison Brengel winning the title there that, of course, Bianca Andreescu won last year. That was the start of everything, wasn't yeah. it? Is that an omen? We shall find out. We shall find out. And that would be, obviously, with the tournament we'll talk about coming up with uh, Indian Wells and the Sunshine Double with Miami so Madison Brangle why not good performance from her she's been one of the uh, most consistent American performers hasn't she over recent years there or thereabouts in terms of the top 100 some good wins for her and also in St Petersburg well what a performance from Kiki Bertens but for me and I saw a lot of her as well one of the standout performances of the last month, the last six months, probably a year, has been Elena Rybakina. Yeah, excellent performance. She's a, a young woman who is, oh, she's got it all. She can hit from every place in the court. She has the power and she has the stamina. I mean, to me, she was like kind of a comparison to the Medvedev of the summer of how many matches can you play and be so good and still winning and still putting the hours on the court. And, uh, you know, the... I mean, the way that she was able to uh, pull all those matches, a lot of three-setters, the one against Océane Dodin, which it's good to notice that Océane Dodin is back. Well, she's and fit and healthy, isn't yeah. she, Sophie? That's oh, the she's difference. went through hell. I mean, she had some uh, very, very unpleasant health problem, being un- completely off balance and not being able to play tennis. So it's good to see her at that level. Mm. Uh, went through qualification. Dodin won two rounds to finish against Ribakina, which was a very close match. Uh, six seven seven five six two. I believe there were some match points in there, uh, and then Kiki Bertens able to uh, beat and actually crumble, Ribakina in the final one and three. I know, that was Good a great effort. performance from Kiki, wasn't it? She pulled out of um, Dubai as a result of that, just because of the exertion level required to get that job done. But yes, for Rybakina, it really, really was uh, an impressive, yet again, performance from a young woman who just goes from strength to strength. And the consistency that she has shown in terms of seeing that ranking soar in the last year. I mean, we'll talk about her in a second in Dubai because I thought she was so, so good um, in so many ways because she's a smart, smart player. Let's just quickly touch before we concentrate on that, on uh, Wahin, which was a, a really good performance for Magda Lynette winning the title there. But a couple of players caught my eye as well as Lynette's title run. And they were Leone Kung, the young Swiss 19-year-old who is a former junior Wimbledon runner-up, 2018. She's been someone that people have been talking about for a little while she's been on the radar and also uh, Wang Ziyu of China who I have seen a couple of times in the last 12 months and she never ceases to impress me she has got big game hits a big ball and I 
I really think she's going to be a player that's going to make the breakthrough this year. Yeah, and it's fun to see those players because, you know, we see them kind of like in the shadow of everybody else because they're not playing the biggest tournaments. And uh, and we notice them because obviously that's our job to do that. And, you know, you're going to have to keep looking for those two because they're going to do great things uh, in the coming up months, I think. Mm. So it's, it's very interesting. But well done for Magna Lynette uh, to win this one, 6-3, 6-2 against... Kong from uh, from the Switzerland and very interesting player as well. And then, well, what happened next? Dubai. You were there. I was there. It was amazing. I, I loved the week. It's such a treat and a pleasure to be in the Players Hotel. So you come out of breakfast and you bump literally into Simona Halep or whoever it may be um, and have a chat with some of the coaches and some of the players as well. I would say there were three matches really that linger in the memory for me. Um, the return of Kim Kleisters against Garbinier Muguruza, which was astonishing for someone who's been away from the tour for that long to play that well. She still had everything in her game that we remember. Um, she still had the power. She still had the movement. Maybe a little, a fraction less than it was. But well, then she I mean, is a little bit older. Three she kids is making later. her way back. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> but she had the power. She had the defence. She had everything. And that second set was a titanic tussle and she forced Garbine Muguruza to play at the top of her game. Yeah, I mean, I think in the beginning of the match you felt like she was, you know, trying to figure out what the feel is today of tennis of today and uh, sooner but, you know, than later she started to really be in the feel. Be in the field and the feel of, oh, I am actually at that level, which was scary to think when, you know, it's good and bad. Does that tell that women's tennis is, you know, not great? And or does that tell that she's exceptional? I will go to the exceptional personally. And I think that, you know, when you've been at that level, when you won some majors, uh, the experience and the way that she's always struck the ball with, the, with so much pace and also the fact that, you know, fitness wise, she's definitely not where she wants to be to compete at that level. I think that's what's missing. Uh, if she gets there and when she gets there, because I believe that she will, that's going to be a, a threat. I mean, I think she can threaten a lot of players. We saw it in the second set against Muguruza that was in form, was playing so much better. Well, the ball striking is still there. And I love the fact that she said afterwards a couple of times she she had said to her coach and her physio, I'm not going to do the, the, the sliding split thing. I'm just not going to do that, which is one of her trademarks. And she did it twice. And she's of like, course. I couldn't help myself. I know, this is her, I just wanted you know, to do it. And, yeah. and she did. She did it brilliantly. Yeah. Um, so that was wonderful to see her back. Ange Jabeur, I mean, she is, again, another emerging story for me of 2020. She had a really, really solid 2019. And she is pushing on from that. The match against Simona Halep was... Uh, a wonderful occasion with so many Tunisian fans and Romanian fans there. The atmosphere, it was like a Fed Cup final and Jabeur just would not go away. She pushed Simona Halep all the way, took the first set easily and then lost the second easily and it went to a titanic third and in a tiebreak she forced her way back from three match points down to have a match point of her own before yeah. eventually losing. It was a phenomenal match to watch. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's so fantastic to see an Arab woman, you know, being at that level. I think it's uh, for 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 the Arab nation, it's phenomenal. For women, it's phenomenal. Uh, I love, you know, what she represents and how she is and how cool she is. And uh, you know, she is one of the most liked person on tour. Always says hello to everybody and, and anybody, no matter what level they are. Which, you know, it's refreshing with a lot of players who did not do that throughout their career but uh, and she's fun she's lovable 
the crowd, like you mentioned, you know, in the, in Dubai, the same thing happened in Doha because this is where, you know, I did comment on this one. Uh, but to go back to, to Dubai, I think that, you know, Halep shown so much resilience, you know, to be able to come through this match. Um, one with a with a match points against her and then to come through the tournament uh beating a sabalenka that was very strong beating a brady i mean jennifer brady is a different player this year i mean you look at her and take a picture from last year to this year what do you see you see a person who was somewhat fit to somebody who is like the terminator she's so fit this year she's moving so much better she's quicker on her first step She's lighter on her feet. I mean, it's it's like exceptional to see how much work these players are putting to get better every year. And I really tip my hat to uh, Brady because she's doing a great job beating Muguruza in well, Dubai. I think it was a really smart move. And she's spoken about this hiring Michael Gessera, the old yep. coach of Yulia Gerges. I mean, in a way, their games are quite similar. Big serve, big forehand. Um and she did her off-season in Germany this year for yeah. the first time, and she mixed it up, and that's made a difference. But, you know, when you do this, when you take, you know, yourself outside of your comfort zone, because all you want is to do your off-season in, you know, in Florida, where it's nice and hot before you go into Australia, but you put the effort to do something different, you put yourself in a situation that is not exactly, you know, as nice and posh, and you do the work. Posh, and you, posh I love that, posh. Yeah, posh. Um, and you do the work and you come back so strong, it's so much more rewarding because you went through a lot harder motion to do it. So congratulations to her. Uh, and again, who came to the final? Reba Kina. I mean, I mean, it's so impressive. I mean, it's just the quality of tennis and it, it, nerveless tennis that she was able to bring in the performances. I mean, she took out... Karolina Pliskova almost without the blink of an eye. I yeah. mean, she was so calm and nerveless. Um, and I love I love that cross-court forehand. I love the fact that she's got that big serve. She backs herself. The match with Petra Martic was a joy to watch. There were so many that were a joy to watch. But that in particular, the contrast of styles. But I think you saw there as well that what an intelligent player yeah. Rebecca is. She's able to adapt and change yes. tactic, which it's is not, not just power, right. Soph. It's and it's not given to it, uh, all the players who have that power to go to plan B. So it's very remarkable at that age on top of that. Well, she varied the pace on the ball quite a lot. And yep. sometimes the shape, because she can hit so flat when she wants to. But it just meant it kept it kept your opponent honest because you just yep. didn't know what was totally. coming next. Yeah, that's what's so dangerous about this player is that it's going to be tough to find a way to really beat that player because she has a lot in her artillery from tactic to uh, to her game. Well, moving along, we arrive into oh, one more we do, thing. Yes, Simona Halep. Simona Halep joining the twenty club in terms of titles. Yes, and Amazing. again back on the twentieth anniversary. I think on the twentieth anniversary. How fitting. Um, and. For Rebecca, it would have been a 20th win of the year. 20th win of the year. I mean, seriously, come <laughs> on. It's only It was only still February. Um, Simona Halep, I think that was huge for her. I really do, because her record in recent finals hadn't been the one she would quite have wanted. So I think mentally that will be massive for Simona Halep moving forward. And Darren Cahill not being there. Which Indeed. Darren was very complimentary of the staff who was yeah. there. Which, I, you know, I thought that was uh, that's pleasing to know that I'm sure she's in contact every day, you know, yeah. talking. But not having him on site and having a different voice on the on the, you know, coaching court coaching, I think it's you know it's remarkable. So well done for Simona. She's, 
you know, for that size of player, it's pretty admirable. So talk me through Doha. I know All I right. saw a bit of it, Doha. but I know you saw a lot. Well, I saw a lot covering Doha last. I mean, last week just finished yesterday uh, with you know the queen of Doha, without a doubt, Arena Sabalenka. And to me, you know, Doha was a very difficult tournament for all the players to begin with because the conditions, very windy, very tough, uh, colder nights, you know, different feel. Uh, so, you know, in all, I think that it gave an idea of where everybody was again. I think Barty, you know, absolutely played some great tennis, didn't have to play very much. Why? Because, well, <laughs> first round she beat Sigamon and then... After that, played Ribakina, but Ribakina in the third round said no more, through the through the towel. And I thought to me, Ribakina should have not even played that tournament. You know, I said it before: you're young, you're playing too much tennis, need a break. We've seen what happened with Andreescu last year when she played Indiana Wells, should have never played Miami, and then we didn't see her for about six months because of the injury. Injured again right now. Uh, is it? lingering is it something that's happening because she has played too many times and then the body when you try to recover then something else hurt in all i don't think Ribakina should have played and on top of that she beats van think saving a match point but i have to tell you if you have a chance to go online and look at the match points that Ribakina had the running forehand that she hit mag two you can even see it on tv okay <laughs> I mean, I've never seen something like this on match point. Venjevenk laughing because she was like, really? What was that? <laughs> Is this possible? <laughs> laughing at the net with her saying, really? And at the end, had to pull out. Couldn't play against Barty. I'm sure Venjevenk was not pleased with that one because it was such a close match. Had match points herself. But you have to see that forehand. That is telling about what that player is able to do and... I've never seen something like this. I thought Sabalenka was, you know, probably the one hitter on the tour that was hitting the biggest ball with maybe Serena's forehand. Mm. <laughs> Wait until you see Ribakina. <laughs> so that forehand did it all. Couldn't play against Barty. Barty only played one match, then played Muguruza because, you know, she had a bye in the first round. So she played one match against Sigmund, through with a walkover with Ribakina. Muguruza playing much better, beating Yem Stremska, which I thought that was a good match against Barty. The slice just killed Muguruza. I mean, she couldn't she couldn't take it. So Barty comes through and then plays again for the ninth time. Petra. Yeah. I mean, how many times can they play each other? They love each other. They have the most respect for each other. But this time, I have to say that Barty waited way too long, losing the first uh, 6-4 to use that slice back in. It took a, lo- a time. I think Craig Tizer came on the court at the end of the first and said, hey, you got to use it more often. And then needed to use it even more in the third set. She ends up winning the second. Didn't use it enough in the third. But Petra really, really dealt well with it. Played better that day, no doubt. Served really well. So you have to give it to Petra, who uh, finally, after last... They played eight times. The first four was Petra. <laughs> Next four were, <laughs> were Barty. Finally, Petra is regaining. You know, it's now 5-4 up. And after four times, you know, finally winning against our very good friend, uh, so Petra playing some great tennis. Good to see her out there, and uh, you know tough matches. Um, but uh, the other thing we can mention is Kuznetsova. I mean, how great is that to see Kuznetsova reach the semifinal by beating some youngsters, uh, including Iga. You're gonna say it. Sviantek. Sviantek. I have the hardest time saying that. And then 
Anisimova couldn't play because she had a um, GI, unfortunately, so couldn't play. So it was a walkover for Kuzi, but Kuzi then beating Bencic. I mean, it was a great match. Bencic going a little bit airwire mentally, as we all know. Um, and then Kuznetsova was blown away by a Sabalenka. So Sabalenka. Let me tell you about Sabalenka in this tournament. So she beats Kantovate already. 7-5, That was a really tough round. Kantovate playing some great tennis. Beats Sakari. Kills her. 3-0. and Then is playing against Zheng. In the biggest wind. I mean, I, it was like more than 25 to 30 kilometers per hour. She had no clue. She was out there. She was getting mad at the wind. She was getting mad at everything in the whole world. And how did she pull that match and win that one? I don't know. But she, by a miracle, won this one, 3-6-7-6-6-3. And the next day playing against Kuznetsova, no wind. All of a sudden, it's flawless tennis, killing her. She smooshed her 6-4-6-3. I mean, Kuznetsova was, you know, in the Qatar sign the whole time <laughs> on the court <laughs> and beyond. Yeah. Just Sabalenka, too, too strong. Mm. And then on the other side, Inside, Kvitova was playing against Barty and a long match. Never took that in consideration in my mind because I've seen, we've seen Kvitova played so many long matches and being on the winning streak of 13 and playing, you know, at home in Czech and then going to Madrid two years ago and winning Madrid. But it, but those two are so physical. I remember when Kvitova yeah. beat Barty in Sydney last year for the title, 20, yeah, 2019, and it took lumps out of the pair of them heading into the Australian Open because it was such a physical battle. And, and that's something that when those two get on a court together, you know it's going to go long, it's going to go deep, and it's going to hurt both of them. Yeah, and she was hurt. I mean, she was on the court not feeling great. She, But then on the other side, I'm telling you, Irina Sabalenka, the serve, incredible. The power, incredible. And the fact that the uh, unforced error were lower on both matches in the semifinal against Kuznetsova and in the final then are winners, you know it's telling that, okay, what are you going to do? There's nothing you can do. And this is exactly what happened. I mean, she took the first set 6-3, medical timeout. We don't really know what happened to, um, you know, to Petra, but you could tell she was not really in her, you know, in her own self. Uh, And then wins the second 6-3 and, uh, I mean, it, the falcon, which is <laughs> the prize, which is that beautiful falcon that they receive at the end as a trophy, uh, you know, definitely was deserved in the hands of uh, of Irina Sabalenka. So beautiful. Well, Dmitry Tursunov is back in the coaching corner again, and certainly all looks well in that department for Irina Sabalenka. A couple of other things, just to flag up, so that um, you mentioned Belinda Bencic. She lost in round one, the defending champion in Dubai to Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova and in that match Pavlyuchenkova lost the first 18 points uh, the I know, first I remember. 18 points yeah. ridiculous do you, uh, do you ever remember no, no. She, lost, she lost the first well, set it did happen to some people because you know there's the golden sets oh of course that was uh, Spendova who beat Iran yeah yeah yeah, yeah at Wimbledon at Wimbledon yeah. but, but that was but that's incredible very, yeah. to turn that around uh and so when you said that Bencic was having a tough time in, in Doha, that the seeds of that might have been sown in that defeat against Pavlyuchenkova. Uh, and also Svitolina losing early in Dubai, losing early in Doha. I know she's heading right now to Monterey. She she needs a little bit of a confidence-boosting run, doesn't she? Well, I don't know what's going on because her boyfriend is playing absolutely incredible tennis, <laughs> Gael Monfils, 
and she's the one who's not. So one is feeding well on the other, and the other one is not feeding that well. On the other one. It's incredible so how it's, it goes. At isn't one it? point, they were playing well together at the end of 2019, and I thought, oh, this is going to go on and on, and it's great. But you know, the French press says, please do not break up with Gael, okay? <laughs> and I'm not sure what the Ukrainian press is saying, but apparently she's not finding a range at all. And uh, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't. I would be out of the question seeing maybe a coaching change. You think? Yeah. I mean, you know, you you have to. You know, when something doesn't work for a long time, you all of a sudden kind of look at okay, I need well, something new. Not that Andrew Bittles is bad. It's no. just that you need some kind of more excitement or change to get the you know the ball well, rolling. Marcos Bagdadis came on board, didn't yeah, he? two minutes, uh, and didn't last no, very long. No. So, so you not do, sure what that was. Yeah, I guess in the fullness of time we will find out. But she is going to be yeah. in Monterey this week, uh, as is Kim Kleisters, as is Victoria Azarenka as well in the draw in Monterey. In Monterey, so uh, plenty to look f- uh, forward to there. Acapulco, the joy, the British, Heather <laughs> Watson, go on hair. Yeah. Great win for her in the final. But again, Leila Annie Fernandez, what a talent she is. Canadian tennis has yeah. so many reasons to feel cheerful about itself, doesn't it? And she yeah. is another one. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's amazing, what I love is that there is a train, there is a locomotive, and there is all the people in the back who are coming with that person which is Andrescu who is bringing all these players to believe to be better to and you know and I love it it's always like this in a country when there's one player who starts playing well all of a sudden you see all this little trickling movement and I love it I think it's uh, it's phenomenal and it's fun so watch for that name another Fernandez it's not Gigi it's not Mary Jo it is Layla so yes we'll keep an eye on uh, her progress which uh promises much it must be said and looking ahead to indian wells and miami so what are your thoughts about that this year oh i can't wait that's one thing <laughs> that's my one of my thought i don't know about Barty being able to defend that title it's getting tougher and tougher but uh yeah i mean sure she has the tennis to do it i think you know for her it's going to be when a tactic works to me what happened against kitova is she had the tactic working and then she changed and didn't all of a sudden started to hit that back end with, you know, flat again, which is right standing at the level of, you know, the strike zone of Petra. I don't know why she kept, she didn't keep doing the, the slice. Um, I think it's it's all about, I, I would love, love to see Barty implementing more coming forward in this season. And she's still not doing it enough. I think that Barty could, you know, hit returns and come in, uh, chip and charge. You know, the famous slice back end come in. Um, I think she has the game to do it, especially the volley is there. She doesn't do it. And that was something I was looking for from 2019 and going to 2020. Uh, We'll see. But, you know, there are so many players. Again, this is the WTA Tour that could win this tournament and any tournaments. This is why it's so fascinating and so interesting. And the youngsters, the old guards, everything, the mixture, the clusters, the <laughs> it's yeah. like, I love it. It's uh, the unpredictable, you know, WTA tour. Well, you even had Simona Halep, what is she, 28? Yeah, When 28, she won the title. Yeah. And she said in Dubai, she said, uh, I'm getting a little bit old now. You know, I need to keep sharp. Yeah. It, and it's kind of like... 28 is not it's old. It's not that old. Well, ask, <laughs> ask somebody like Serena or, or oh, talking about Venus. How about that? Seven oh, match points. Unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. We didn't even mention that, you know, the young Mexican on, you know, on our own turf being able to uh, to win 
against uh, Venus Williams. I mean, I thought that was pretty incredible. Uh, that was where were we in Mex? That was in Mexico, obviously. Yes, yeah. it was there. And seven match point, and she couldn't finish that match. Uh, Venus Williams. I think that might be a hello. Maybe it's time to retire. But we were having this conversation earlier, weren't we? Over breakfast, we were chatting and saying, now when you get a match point, you might get two. Yeah. You might get three. You might get four. You might get five. It's not done. It's just not done. And it's not done. You you you, you kind of take it for granted at your peril so I wonder if that's just part of well again it speaks to the strength and depth of the women's tour and the number of good players around and certainly you know Kaya Yuvan with seven match points to defend against Venus Williams and doing it brilliantly yeah and we had it in uh in the Brisbane semi-final with Plushkova and uh where she saved also match point I mean it, it goes on and on the list and it's happening more often I don't know if you noticed I mean the match point is now just a regular point there's so many matches every year that are you know match point down well coming back and, and winning it so uh, I think we're going to see that because every single player still believe no matter what if it's match point that they still can come back and why not when you see what you know what's what's happening well it just speaks doesn't it again as i say and we've said many times before to the the quality of the tour and the number of players who are lurking with plenty of intent and just cannot wait to take you down yeah so um yeah that was a that was a tough one for venus but a a great victory in the end for kaya yuvan um so come on let's let's make some predictions oh really i know we're really bad at this aren't we but i mean it's it's like oh remember a prediction for for the australian (laughs) open we both that went so well yeah Yeah, that was really well that went really well well i mean it, it, it's just so impossible. There are so many players. You take the, you're gonna take the draw. Maybe we'll do one after uh, Indian Wells and Miami, or one before. Mm. I'm not sure if we will be. Definitely not. Well, we'll be in Budapest together. We, we, we will. haven't talked about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up also. Yeah. Uh, is uh, in April. That would be after, obviously, Indian Wells, Miami. Maybe we can do another one when we're in Budapest. Yeah. To, to resume and rec- you know, kind of recap what's been happening, but. You know, Budapest going to be an interesting one with a new format with Fed Cup. And Very then, uh, much we'll looking forward together. to that. Yeah, me too. Oh, but okay, I think we should try and pick someone. Come on. Oh, you go ahead. Oh, you I knew you were going to say that. I, I, knew. Mean, I mean, seriously, um, you don't want to ask it. I have no clue. <laughs> You're like trying oh, I'm not going to tiptoe around this. Um, okay. I think it would be easier to, say, to find out who's not going to win. <laughs> okay. Let's try that one. Oh, okay. Okay, so who's not going to win? Cannon. I don't think he's going to win. Don't ask me why. I'm just telling you. I mean, it's already good enough that I'm coming up with something. <laughs> um, uh, okay, I think. Oh gosh, I think I don't know. I think. Yeah. And Serena is back, so I mean, who knows? I know. Yeah. You know Actually, forget I'm, about this. Do you know what I'm going to shut up? Did I'm you, not making why a pick. Why did you even ask that question? Okay. Well, if we don't so, pick, then we can't be wrong, right? So. No, exactly. We're going to be, and we always write in the booth. Remember? Oh, totally. <laughs> it's so nice to be in the booth. Um, but let's pick this <laughs> thread up, having not picked anybody to win, which is the safest thing right now, after Indian Wells and Miami, and um. Obviously, let us know on social media, of course, who you think is going to win. And then we're, if you get it right, we'll give you a shout out in the next pod. How about that? So oh, that's a great idea. How about that? That yeah. would be great. Okay. Well, until then, from me, Sue Thurl, it is uh, au revoir. Au revoir. For moi aussi, Sophie Amiak. À bientôt.